Isaiah chapter 11, verses 1 to 10. And it's so far back, it's really difficult to imagine what it was like when Isaiah spoke these words and wrote them down. A shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse. From his roots, a branch will bear fruit. The spirit of the Lord will rest on him, the spirit of wisdom and of understanding, the spirit of counsel and of might, the spirit of knowledge and fear of the Lord. And he will delight in the fear of the Lord. He will not judge by what he sees with his eyes or decide by what he hears with his ears. But but with righteousness he will judge the needy. With justice he will give decisions for the poor of the earth. He will strike the earth with the rod of his mouth. With the breath of his lips he will slay the wicked. Righteousness will be his belt and faithfulness the sash round his waist. The wolf will live with the lamb. The leopard will lie down with the goat. The calf and the lion and the yearling together. And a little child will lead them. The cow will feed with the bear. Their young will lie down together, and the lion will eat straw like the ox. The infant will play near the cobra's den, and the young child will put its hand into the viper's nest. They will neither harm nor destroy on all my holy mountain, for the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. In that day the root of Jesse will stand as a banner for the peoples. The nations will rally to him, and his resting place will be glorious. This is the word of the Lord. Let's pray. Dear Lord, thank you that you are here with us now by your spirit. Lord, just come and help me to speak, and give us all ears to hear your voice. In Jesus' name. Amen. So we'll be looking at that passage in a moment, but just for a second, think about who are you going to vote for this week? Which manifesto do you like or trust? Which party leader do you feel will grasp the important issues facing our nation? Well, here are some of the manifesto highlights. Conservatives, 50,000 more nurses, leave the EU in January, No tax rises, net zero carbon by 2050, no one having to sell their home to pay for care in later life. Labour, a 4.3% increase in NHS spending, a second Brexit referendum, raise the minimum wage to £10, and net zero carbon by 2040. Lib Dems, cancel Brexit, increase taxes to pay for NHS, free childcare for everyone, 80% of electricity Uh, from renewables by 2030 and tax frequent flyers. The Greens spend 100 billion a year to cut emissions, an extra 6 billion for the NHS, petrol and diesel cars phased out by 2030 and plant 700 million trees also by 2030. And then there's some other parties as well, although those are my only choices here in West Reading. Those very broadly are the manifestos of each. And my conundrum is this. I don't know if any of those manifestos are either affordable, deliverable, or believable. I don't think I'm a cynic, by the way. I just feel very confused. Anyone else out there very confused? (laughs) Quite a few hands. Today is the second Sunday of Advent. 
And some people, of course, have said that December isn't a very good month in which to have an election. But I'm not so sure about that. Because, think about the meaning of Advent. The reason we read the scriptures from the prophets in Advent is because the prophets told God's people what to expect, what was coming. The prophets tell us today what's coming. The prophets tell us about a new kind of future. And isn't, exactly, isn't that exactly what the manifestos are purporting to do as well? To tell us about what will be new, what will be coming in the future. Follow me, vote for this. Uh, good news, everything you want, no tax rises. And by the way, we'll save the planet. Oops, maybe I am a bit cynical. I hope I'm not too cynical. But my point is that Advent fits very well with the theme of telling us about the future, of promises about the future. And what I've come to realise as I've been reading Isaiah and wrestling with the prophetic pictures and promises of God that he describes is that prophecy is God's manifesto. This is the good news. There is an alternative to conservative, Labour, Lib Dems, Greens and all the other political party manifestos because God has given us his through his prophets, his manifesto. And his manifesto, his big promise to a, a broken world can be summed up in the three words that are headlined on our Christmas flyers this year. God with us. Emmanuel. That's what it means. Emmanuel means literally God with us. And do you know where the word Emmanuel first appears in the Bible? Um, It appears in just two books of the Bible. um, But the first time it appears is just three pages back from where we are. So just turn back three pages to chapter 7 and look at verse 14. Let's read chapter 7, verse 14. It says... Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. This is hundreds of years before the first Christmas, hundreds of years before Jesus was born. The second book that Emmanuel appears in is in the Gospel of Matthew. So please turn to the first chapter of Matthew on page 965. Just page forward to 965. Okay, hope you found that. So, and I'm going to read chapter 1, verse 18. This, or from verse 18. This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through who? Through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means 
God with us. There you go. Isaiah prophesies that this saviour, who is God with us, will be born to a virgin. In fact, Isaiah says that that will be the sign that you'll know who he is. And sure enough, hundreds of years later, the angel tells Joseph that his wife has not been playing around and got pregnant. In fact, she is pregnant by the Holy Spirit. And that means God is with us. That was God's manifesto. That's what he was telling his people all the time through the prophets of old. His manifesto, his answer for a broken world was that a world, the world had turned away from him and he was coming to visit the world. Emmanuel, God with us, I'm coming, I'm on my way. So let's see how our passage fits into all of this and turn back to page 687. So reading from verse 1, a shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse, sorry 697, I said 687, a shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse. What does he mean? Well Isaiah is prophesying in a time when the people of Israel were split into two kingdoms. The northern kingdom of Israel, which was known as the kingdom of Israel, faced imminent annihilation. The northern kingdom had rebelled against the southern kingdom and against God. And Isaiah, in the previous two chapters, has prophesied that the Assyrians, their enemies who were threatening the northern kingdom, would be used as an instrument of God to conquer and destroy it and to carry the people off into exile. And exactly that did happen. And in addition to that, it was 140 years later that the southern kingdom of Judah suffered the same fate at the hands of the Babylonians. And Isaiah could already see the same problems which he had seen in the northern kingdom developing in the southern kingdom. In other words, a turning away from God, descending into a kind of moral morass and worshipping useless idols. And so he prophesies the downfall of Judah, the southern kingdom, as well. But he says a shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse. A stump is something that's been cut down, isn't it? It, There's just a stump left after the tree's been cut down. And so however uncomfortable the thought might be, God allowed Israel, first the northern kingdom and then the southern kingdom, to be cut down, destroyed and carted off into exile. The stump represents the ruins of Israel after God's righteous judgment has fallen on his people. And since Jesse was the father of King David, the greatest king in Israel's history, Isaiah is making quite sure that we know the identity of the stump. It's the stump of Jesse. So that's the bad news. But God sent his prophets to warn them, yes, but ultimately to point them toward their salvation. Because the verse says, a shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse. What's a shoot? Well, it's new life, isn't it? Do you know, just between the chapel and the the sort of bicycle rack, 
There's a stump. Have you ever seen it? There's a stump there. Um, and every, uh, every so often, um, a whole lot of fresh green shoots spring out of the side of the stump and declare that this thing that looked very dead through the winter, perhaps, has a future. Well, actually, it doesn't really have a future because I wish it wasn't there, but, um, uh, but you know what I mean. And the verse goes on. From his roots, a branch will bear fruit. So this shoot is not going to be cut down again. It's going to bear fruit. And of course, the fruit that he refers to is the promised Messiah, the Emmanuel, God with us. And then comes this beautiful picture of the Messiah. The Spirit of the Lord will rest on him. At Jesus' baptism, didn't the Spirit descend on him like a dove? A spirit of wisdom and of understanding, says Isaiah. Didn't Jesus simply confound his detractors and enemies with his extraordinary wisdom? Give to Caesar what is Caesar's and to God what is God's. The spirit of counsel and might. Didn't Jesus seek the Father's will in every situation, even in his final hours in the Garden of Gethsemane? The spirit of knowledge and fear of the Lord. Didn't Jesus say, Don't be afraid of those who kill the body. Rather, be afraid of the one who can destroy both body and soul. And Isaiah's manifesto goes on, or rather God's manifesto, written down by Isaiah, goes on to name those particular people his manifesto is aimed at helping. Verse 4. With righteousness he will judge the needy. With justice he will give decisions for the poor of the earth. Who will the Messiah be particularly concerned for? The needy and the poor of the earth. Didn't Jesus heal those who needed healing? Didn't he forgive those who needed forgiveness? Didn't Jesus challenge the rich young ruler and say that it's easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven? Didn't he point out a poor widow who gave her last copper coins to the temple treasury and say that she had given far more than the Pharisee who'd tipped bags of gold into it? And didn't he tell a story about a self-righteous Pharisee and a repentant sinner and say that it was the repentant sinner who was right with God? This is God's manifesto, Emmanuel, God with us. This was both God's promise and his answer to a broken world. That he would come in the person of his son Jesus, Emmanuel, born of a virgin, conceived by the Holy Spirit, from the ancestry of Jesse and King David. uh, That he would champion the poor and the needy and heal the sick and set the captives free. And that's exactly what he did. He delivered on his manifesto. And much later on in Isaiah, we find the extraordinary prophecies around the the suffering and the death on the cross and the resurrection of Jesus. Let's just turn quickly to one of those on page 741, chapter 53 of Isaiah. If we just go forward to uh, page 741. So we're looking at, at, um, at chapter 53. First of all, look at the first half of verse 2, just near the beginning of chapter 53. It says, He grew up before him like a tender shoot, like a root 
out of the dry ground. <laughs> We've heard that before, haven't we? Isaiah is still talking about the root of Jesse, the promised Messiah. But now look down to verse 4. Surely he took up our pain and bore our suffering. Yet we considered him punished by God, stricken by him and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him. And by his wounds, we are healed. He's prophesying, isn't he, about the day when Jesus would pay the price for our sin on the cross. This is what Paul the Apostle was explaining when he wrote to the church in Corinth when he said, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. This is the extraordinary manifesto of God, Emmanuel, God with us, a God who loves us too much to leave us as we are. A God who comes to be with us in the form of his son Jesus, who lives out on earth the kind of life he wants us all to live out, filled with the spirit of God, caring for the poor and the needy, in the knowledge that God has taken on himself all of the punishment which we deserve for all of the things that we have ever done wrong or thought wrong or said wrong, so that all who turn to him are forgiven of every wrong thought, wrong word and wrong action. No more shame, no more guilt, but freedom in the knowledge that we are ultimately loved and therefore free to love others. If you do not know that freedom this morning, if you've not taken the step of inviting Jesus to be your saviour, if you haven't experienced forgiveness nor the refreshing, cleansing water of life, the Holy Spirit, then please do go for prayer at the end of the service over on my left the prayer ministry team would love to pray with you, to help you to do that. It's not, it's not something strange. When I did that 20 years ago, it felt as natural and as beautiful as coming home. It's finally saying that you know that you can't find fulfilment elsewhere because only Jesus has the water that wells up to eternal life. And that's where our passage finishes if we turn back briefly to our our passage on 697. In verses 6 to 9, Isaiah describes in picture language some beautiful images of the new heaven and the new earth that awaits all who put their faith in the Messiah. A place of peace where all the creatures of the earth Animals and humans live in perfect harmony. And the final verse, verse 10, makes it clear that the root of Jesse, Emmanuel, God with us, will be with us forever. His resting place will be glorious, it says. That's the manifesto I want to focus on this Christmas. Emmanuel, God with us. It's, imp- it's, a, it's a wonderful and important freedom to be able to vote. So do vote in the general election. I'm not suggesting you don't. But pray about it first. Ask God to help you decide. But the manifesto I want to focus on is God 
with us. God coming into the world as a baby that first Christmas. God ministering to the poor and needy during his life on earth. Filled by the power of the Holy Spirit. God taking on himself all the wrongs of the whole world when he died on the cross that first Easter so that we could be forgiven and set free. God with us in eternity as we celebrate one day with all the saints in the new heaven and the new earth. So, will you help me do that? Because just as the candidates for this week's general election are knocking on the doors to proclaim their manifesto for the coming years, I want to ask you to help me put one of our manifestos, one of these that say God with us, through each door in Southcote, in this local community here, by taking one of the bundles on that table over there by the wall and delivering them, posting through the letterbox of the houses in our streets so that others may respond and come and hear the good news of Jesus this Christmas. Please, would you, would you do that? Those, the bundles, if you look at the map on the wall... Each area, for those of you who haven't been here for a St. Matthew's Christmas before, each area has got an orange number on the map. And if, you t- and if you decide which area you want to deliver to, you can look at the bundles which are numbered with the same numbers and take that bundle because there's the right number of, of, uh, of manifestos in it. And, um, and please, after, perhaps after church today, it's, a, it's, it's turned out beautiful and sunny, um, take, take one of those roads and streets and deliver... Um, our manifesto through the doors of the houses. And uh, if you'd like to join us at, at the vicarage for lunch at one o'clock afterwards, that is our invitation to anyone who goes out posting these through the doors. But uh, it's absolutely fine, uh, if you can't today, to take a bundle now and to deliver it in the next two or three days just um, around the area. So please, would, please can I ask you to help us um, to do that. Thank you. Let's pray. Lord... We thank you for that amazing manifesto. Emmanuel, God with us. Thank you that you loved us so much that you came to bring salvation and eternal life. I pray for each person here through this Advent season that we would experience more and more your presence. God with us. And that we will be those lights which shine for you and draw others to come and hear the good news of Jesus. For his glory. Amen.